Welcome to the December episode of Amiga Ireland. I'm Irla. I'm Rob. And I'm Luke. And in this episode, the history of Final Calc. Turbo Santa is getting close to release. Jump. A new teaser trailer has been released. Well, uh, we've got some news also about the Amiga Ireland event in January, but before that, let's go to the news. First up, vote for your Amiga game of the year. Uh, Now, at the moment, you can visit uh, opinionstage.com, and we have the link for that here, where Indie Retro News are running a vote for the game of 2021, and they have a long list uh, of games, actually one which includes one of my favourites are Art Paz. Uh, let's see, what are they called? Space Invaders, Follix, Tiniest Putter, ah, Turbo Tomato. Lovely. Get yourself over and uh, have yourself a vote. It's amazing that there are so many uh, games that you're able to vote for. Like. Many releases this year. Very good, yeah. very nice. The Scottish Amiga users usually have a Christmas meetup and, uh, you know, it's, it involves, uh, you know, an in-person meeting and then some drinks in the pub afterwards obviously with the current things going on we're not uh, able to do that this year so we've decided to go for a, an online meeting um, it's going to be pretty you know it's a, a fairly casual uh, thing nothing nothing near the scale of the Amiga Ireland one earlier this year now so uh, don't don't uh, get too excited but um, yeah you're welcome to come along um, it's there the tickets are free and uh, there's a link in the show notes um, so yeah just come along there'll be some streaming uh, some games competitions and um yeah and basically drinking online so that's that's the plan so far <laughs> so uh, yeah maybe we'll see what's the then. date for that rob oh yes uh that is the 11th of december so i should say that so that is uh yeah in, in a week and a bit nice on the 11th of december excellent good to know mm. Iris 1.0 has been released. It's a first non-beta version of the Morpheus email client. It's really, uh, it, it's a really nice and modern uh, IMAP-based email client for uh, Morpheus. It combines several contemporary technologies like WebKit, uh, OAuth to Zero, Objective C++, and many, many more. It really feels snappy, it's quick, and it's modern. It's a must for Morpheus users. Um, the uh, Amiga Mini, I, I know this has uh, kind of been in the news quite a bit over the last uh, while since it was announced, but um, the production was started on that a few months ago. And they're looking at a, a March time release, but um, they're just recently, they've released uh, a list of almost all the games that are going to be included so they've been talking about uh, including 25 games with it and i think there are 22 names known at the moment so there are almost almost all the games are known at this point but uh, there's a little youtube video there with uh, a bit of a sort of a uh, yeah with the just just listing off the games that are on it but yeah some some of the big hitters are in there some yeah less less big hitters but uh you know it's uh, worth worth a look if you're interested in this little machine that's going to come out hopefully next year Glean WB is a yet another ready-made lightweight Amiga's distribution. Um, this one actually aims at um, uh, machines which are equipped with uh, 68,000 processors and 68020 processors. It looks very clean, very tidy, and uh, very, very stylish. In my opinion, I, I I really like it more than, for example, classic. 
WB, which seems to me a little bit of a too heavy, maybe even uh, too bloated. Some people mm-hmm. will 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 hate me for that, but uh, um, that's my personal opinion. And um, if you would like to try something new, uh, uh, something which is much much lighter than classic WB, go for clean WB. It's really worth it. That sounds nice. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting one. AmiTube allows you to watch YouTube videos on your classic Amiga. So you're talking your 68K uh, Amiga. I have an Amiga 1200 here beside me. I can't wait to try this out, actually. So this is a nice surprise. Now, uh, just a few things to mention, I suppose, about this. Um, it is. It was released just a couple of days ago. And on ALB's blog, you can read the announcement there. But basically, the way this works is there's a program called AVA Blaster and a few other things he's using to make AmiTube work. And you can download it from uh, ALB's blog here. And basically, what he does is he converts the YouTube videos on his server. So when you go to watch a video, it gets converted on his server to a file you can watch on your Amiga, which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And uh, so... The, the, I suppose one thing to really point out here is that he's asking that you don't overdo it. You know, don't use like a lot of big, big videos, you know, two hour things, because that will slow down the server. And obviously they need the server themselves. Um, so, you know, short videos, music videos, maybe things like that. Don't go crazy on it, but um, definitely give it a look. And uh, I am going to give that a go as soon as we finish recording. Amazing. Brilliant. Great. Right. Um, Jump. We've mentioned that already. The pre-order has just started for this absolutely brilliant game. Um, Jump is a 3D arcade game. Um, The little ball jumps through tunnels in galaxies full of traps and puzzles to reach and destroy the secret base. The game is made by the people of the 90s um, Amiga game uh, and demo scene. Uh, It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, The graphics, the the music, the... uh, the full the full environment is absolutely mind blowing you just have to see it and the pre order has just started we'll be talking about uh, uh jump game a little bit more later on in the game sections as well and finally our um slightly inconsistent monthly magazine section uh, this month i have k and a plus magazine in front of me and uh, it's issue 19 it's just out uh, it's a good time to go and get it now for Christmas and there are some great articles in here and the first thing that jumps out at me is of course John Gervin um, this guy's everywhere and uh, this time they're reviewing Turbo Tomato and it gets an absolutely uh, fantastic review uh, an interesting review by one who also makes reference to Derry Girls they also cover Goop Data 2021 and there's some gorgeous art uh, printed here inside it's absolutely amazing what's been done here on the Commodore 64 here K Plus is an Amiga and Commodore magazine um, I also see art paths being mentioned here, which I absolutely love. And of course, now I really am just skipping uh, skipping through this here. There is an awful lot more to be seen here that I am passing by um, or not even looking at it at all. And there's a fascinating article here by Extend. Now, uh, our section is Discoveries, and you're going to hear uh, Extend's music there. He's a really talented musician, uh, works on so many formats, not just mod, you know, he's got productions, uh, you know, modern productions uh, on, you know, MP3, CD, whatever. So he he talks about the mod format and its limitations compared to the Amiga's limitations and the difference between the two. And basically he's saying that the, the difference there can be exploited for us to have better music today. Um, and his article goes into detail about this and you don't need to be technical to understand it. It's absolutely fascinating and has really made me rethink 
music on me entirely. And they also have a review of Metal Gear there by Hoffman. So another fantastic issue. It's a feast for the eyes, some great information and lovely variety. We've got the link for you here for KAplus.pl where you can get this issue in a digital print format. Now with that, let's move on to our game section. Attack of the Petsky Robots is an action-adventure game uh, ported by Vesa Haltunen and uh, some footage of this has been released for the Amiga and uh, this is again on Indie Retro News and I have to say they are very sweet, very sweet graphics. I really like the look of it. Um, so if you want to go and check that out and get excited before it gets released, it'll be available as a digital download in the near future uh, for the Amiga and the NES actually uh, and some other 8-bit videos. So that'll be interesting and hopefully they'll have that out uh, uh, before Christmas. It sounds like they will. Turbo Santa is uh, just about to be released. So this is, um, you know, <laughs> there is more than a coincidental resemblance to Turbo Tomato. Um, and it's uh, yeah, basically a, 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 a Santa Christmas makeover for Turbo Tomato for the season that's in it. And uh, yeah, Nivrig is looking to release that. I think it's this weekend coming. So um, you know, in the next in the next few days, I, I, I think that's the case. But um, yeah, so hopefully that'll be out very soon. And it looks like it's going to be great fun, chucking explosive presents around and all that kind of stuff. We've already mentioned Jump Game, and this absolutely brilliant game has got a new teaser trailer that's been released. A uh, quick, uh, quick mention of uh, a notion about that is the game has 28 levels, five music tracks, brilliant resolution of 320 by 256 in 256 colors, and the new trailer has some brilliant uh, additional effects. You just have to see it. The requirements are just pure um, A1200 with at least 6 megabytes of fast RAM. I really encourage you to see the trailer as it is absolutely mind-blowing. It's absolutely brilliant, you know. You just have to see it. And if you haven't pre-ordered it, just do it now. Uh, you, 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 you really won't be disappointed. Okay, well, that is our game section for this month. Let's move on to Discoveries. Now, Final Calc is um, a really nice spreadsheet application on uh, Classic Amiga. It's been around for it's been around for a long, long time, um, and I, you know, I've been experimenting with this and you know, seeing about. I've been looking into cross compatibility between uh, modern computers and the Amiga to see, you know, can I convert the files? How much uh, information gets conveyed if I send it across? So if I'm making basic spreadsheets, like most, like most of us make basic spreadsheets, you know, we do timetables or some basic sums, you know, I'm adding up expenses and stuff like that, and doing some accounts, and that kind of stuff actually translates quite well. Along the way, anyway, of finding what does and doesn't um, exchange between, I think it was LibreOffice I was running um, on Ubuntu and I was running Final Calc here and I was finding ways to exchange information, got a certain amount to go back and forth. I started chatting about this on Amiga Love some time back and just uh, checking in there, I found somebody left a comment that I um, kind of missed. Um, so Final Calc was actually developed by Khalid Aldaseri from Bahrain. And um, since uh, since Amiga, he's gone on to develop a few web projects, including Kura.com, which is a popular Middle Eastern football soccer site. That's K-O-O-R-A. 
facebook.com so he is still active and is very interesting and who knows we might even uh, have a chat with him later at some stage and uh yeah that's my that's my first discovery for this one okay so you know, yam is uh, one of the one of the um the old pillars of of, of amiga connectivity in the, for you know has been for 25 years or something like that or more but it's one of you know it's it's a back in the day it was a heavyweight uh email client you know and it's and still it still is very very powerful you know? it does lack of a couple of modern features like uh, um imap support and um and displaying html but um you know, it's, it has so many features as a sort of an organizer and as a, as a you know an address book and contacts and stuff like that. It's, it's, it is really a very powerful package. And you know, with with, with those limitations aside, it's still it's still a great email. Um, but um, you know, the um, for a while it was kind of stagnating a bit. But um, the, at, the, at the moment, it's, it is sort of getting some some interest from from the developers and with the uh, sort of with the resurgence in. And the SSL development in the last while, uh, a lot of packages have suddenly sprung to life again and are getting uh, updates to match the, the latest libraries. So, so uh, YAM is one of them, and it, of course, it, it works with the latest SSL, which means you can connect to uh, to encrypted email servers, even if it is through POP. But um, you can you can use AMI SSL and you know for for um, you know for, as a, so that you're using secure transfers. And you know, so that's that's actually you know quite an up to date version of SSL that is supported there. So it's 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 um, you know it's great to see that it's still usable in in um, in 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 pop three kind of terms. And um, but for sending mail and so you know even with the later even with like uh, like Gmail and the likes, it still works fine. Um, in a, in a sort of a simple send and receive kind of way. Um, but yeah, it works it works fine. And because of the SSL support, it works with like I say, with Gmail and with uh, you know other you know all the all the other major uh, providers, but um yeah one of the one of the things that it did have is because it's been in perpetual beta, it has had um, every time you start it, it, it opens up a requester and says you know this you know this is this isn't uh, this isn't finished software and stuff, which is fine, but um you know when it doesn't change from time to time and you you, you download a slightly newer version, it still has this requester. It's kind of it's it's kind of unnecessary to be honest. So um, so what what was great that I found there a little while ago is that there's an environmental variable you can set, and it's called I know Yam is under development, and if, with with underscores underneath the words, and if you set that to true, uh, it stops it stops bugging you with these requesters, and this is this is brilliant because <laughs> it's, it's it's actually kind of mildly annoying every time you start Yam to have this this uh, warning. So uh, yeah, so if if that's bugging you. There you go. I know Yam is under development, and put an underscore between each word and set that to true, and save it. And there you go. No more warning requesters. Uh, I'm looking forward to connecting to Zoho. There's one more. We've got one more discovery. Then the last discovery of this month is uh, a, a really interesting one that I found on Carl Jekyll's website. So um, if you visit Jekyll.ie, spelled J-E-A-C-L-E.ie, uh, you'll find Carl's website there. Now, Carl's a, a really interesting character. He's um, he made the Ami Speed Test app uh, a while back for checking your internet speed uh, on the Amiga, which is really useful. And more recently, he came out with Ami Gemini. Um, now the Ami Gemini app is uh, it's a browser for the internet, but not the web. So um, 
there is a whole new sub section of the internet, um, another silo that is not doesn't begin with HTTP or www, and it's called Gemini. And he's made a, a really cool app to quickly that loads quickly and lets you browse these um, websites, and they're really um, nice. They're really suitable for Amiga because they're mostly text based. But they have forums and that kind of stuff. But it just runs much faster than visiting uh, websites, say, on AmiBrowse, uh, on a machine like mine anyway, you know, an Amiga 1200. So this is a really enjoyable um, way to browse the web. Uh, now, another thing I found out about Carl is that he wrote a book called Amiga Surfing, uh, all about connecting to the internet, what devices, what hardware you might need, um, you know, how to ch decide which which one to buy, setting things up. I think he used, I'm trying to remember, what did he use to connect? Anyway, um, he's he's actually done so much. So there's, there's a trove of information there. And that book is actually freely available as a PDF to download, uh, which I have. Now, but uh, what really surprised me was um, learning about the new Amiga logo in 90, around 1995. Okay. Now, um, I actually found this browsing with Ami Gemini on the Gemini version of the website. But as far as I know, there's a, I'll give you a quick uh, rundown that basically on his website, he's an article. He has a book. He wrote a book years ago about networking on the Amiga and how to get online, which is freely available on his website as a PDF now. It's called uh, Amiga Surfing. Uh, so you can download that as a free PDF. Another re a really surprising thing. Do you remember when the new Amiga logo came out in 1995? I think I know the one. I think it's it's known as the Amiga Technologies logo. Because... Uh, that one, yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty it's pretty basic. It's just the word Amiga with a red dot, a red square offset above it. The red offset Yeah, dot. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I have a mouse with that on it. Well, your mouse wasn't originally supposed to have something else on it. That was not the original logo that was due to be released. A completely different one was designed and ready to go. And it was a lot more visual. It was a proper logo, you know, and uh, it was far less textual. And the man partially responsible for the sudden change is none other than Carl Jekyll. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm, interesting. Nice. Let me explain to you what happened, right? The original logo was shared on a mailing list. And he um, joined the thread making the observation that the logo and the designers had missed something. And based on his observation, they decided to completely change it. Um, to the logo we have now. Um, and I actually, I'm not going to spoil it for you. So I'm going to ask you to visit uh, Jekyll.ie and he, you can actually see the original logo and you can tell without spoiling anything, I'll just say to you that the, this story involves beehives and Scientology and Carl's observation skills. As all good stories do. If you go to Jekyll.ie, you can see the original logo and you can see it's a much, much more higher quality logo uh, designed by a graphic designer. You can see the original logo and the reason for change. It's a fantastic piece of Amiga history there. And Carl is smack bang in the middle of it. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's time to go to our Internet section. Formerly known as the eyebrows section. But now that we have... Um, also got Ami Gemini. I suppose it's time to expand a little bit. Ifconfig.io. This is a eyebrows-friendly website you can visit. And uh, the reason I came across it is I was thinking about how I'd go about having my modern website be able to recognise 
somebody visiting on a really old browser, like on an Amiga, and then decide, okay, I'm going to give them this much lighter version of the website. And um, so that basically there's two websites, because I was thinking about doing that for AmigaUsers.ie. So if somebody is coming and the website knows, oh, this is eyebrows on a, on a, on a rusty Amiga 1200, it will, um, you know, deliver a much lighter and faster web web experience so um the way you do that as a web developer is to code your site to recognize eyebrows but what exactly do you tell it to look for for eyebrows well when you visit if configured io it tells you all the information about the browser you're currently using you can just copy that text out and paste it in to your website in the section where you um recognize browsers and decide to behave differently for them if you were a developer back in the 90s, you'd be doing plenty of this for uh, Internet Explorer um, at the time. It was quite a headache. So, um, yeah, so that's it'll give you your user agent and all the details you need. The website loads in under five seconds on eyebrows uh, on, on Amigas, which is pretty cool. And it uh, gives you loads of things like your IP address, your port, uh, the language the browser is set up to. And uh, yeah, like I said, the user agent string. Very handy. Next thing is an eyebrows friendly blog that you can actually register a free account. Uh, it goes by the uh, address of uh, http um, small smol dot pub like pub, and the um, small is a tiny blogging service. It's got actually web interface and. Uh, some sort of a shell to manage your posts. Uh, it's accessible from Web, Gemini, and Gopher. Storage is it can storage your uh, for your images. Uh, you 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 can write custom CSS for the web and attach your custom domain with SSL. Export your posts. It's pretty quick. It's clean. It's uh, very nice, and uh, it's got no JavaScript, no ads or tracking technology, which is great. And of course, it works on eyebrows, so uh, you can start your journey with uh, your journal on the small net with small. <laughs> nice, very nice. Tin, it's a it's a, <laughs> a a news website that has a few articles from you know new releases from Aminet and things like that, and it's in there. It's yeah, it's it's uh, in a uh, an old browser friendly format. That's really cool. That means it's time for Ask Amiga. Okay, this one is um, well, it's kind of a uh, one of these things that pops into my head, or uh, you know, and probably of interest mainly to uh, developers. But it's an it's kind of an interesting concept that the Amiga has, and specifically uh, intuition that you know this. Amiga, the part of Amiga OS that runs Windows and uh, menus and all all the, the your, your user interface, but um, it's uh, it's called a Gimme Zero Zero window, and so it's it's kind of it's got this funny name, and you know it's it's like uh, yeah. So I'm just gonna explain what uh, Gimme Zero Zero window is, and so what it is is basically when you think of a window, you have um, you know, you, you, the window contents. And you have a border, and the border might contain scroll bars and gadgets, you know, the closed gadget up in the top corner, your size gadgets and all that kind of stuff. So they're all in your in your window. And as a programmer, the um, the top left corner of your window is 
is coordinates zero zero and as you go down and to the right the coordinates go up so if you were to actually draw something at position zero zero in a normal window it will overwrite the close gadget and you know it looks like you know corruption or text over your window border which you know it just looks messy and then when the os redraws the border it'll get rid of whatever you've drawn so it's it's not um it's basically you're not supposed to draw on the border so the the way around that is to have a look at your window structure and see what or you know query the um the 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 os and see see what size the borders are and then add them onto your thing and subtract them from the from the far side of your thing from of your layout so that you know what size the inside of the window is so that's that's kind of a you know a calculation and then you basically use that as an offset for all your gadgets so which which is fine and that's kind of the way to do it but um when you open a window you can set different properties of the window and one of those properties is called gimme zero zero and what that does is it shifts everything down and across a bit so when you draw something at zero zero coordinates in the window it actually shows up underneath and underneath the, the closed gadget and within the border so so it's impossible to write over the border because that's sort of negative coordinates so well you can still do it on the right and bottom border but that's a that's a, a different story but um yeah so it just makes all the calculations a little bit simpler and it's it's, it's kind of a, a convenience thing really if you just want to start uh drawing stuff to the window um now the thing is the reason this is an option it's sort of like an opt-in option is is that there you know there are a couple of drawbacks to this because while it's very convenient as a, as a developer to just you know not have to worry about offsets or anything like that it is um it it basically <laughs> what a gimme zero zero window is is another window on top of your window so the normal window is there in the background and it's empty and it, what's happened is the os essentially is making a new borderless window within your window so it's it's it's, it's kind of within the you know within the borders of your your main window so it looks like a single window and it acts like a single window but it's actually two and where you'll see that effect is if you try to take a screenshot with sgrab you select your window and you save it and you realize the screen grab doesn't have the borders in it because it's just it's just grabbed the contents of the window and that's that's because it's a gimme zero zero window sgrab sees it as two different things so um as well as that, because it's sort of two separate windows, it takes a bit more memory and it's a little bit slower because two windows have to be drawn, even though one of them is blank. So it's not a kind of a that that's basically why you opt into it. So it's it's sort of a, a convenience thing and you know, there are there may there may be some uses for that, but um in general people don't do it, you know, for, for efficiency reasons and and uh, but yeah that's that's it. It's it's an interesting kind of um yeah, it's just it's it's a, like one of these things just has a funny name and it's an an interesting concept that uh you know that the Amiga has, and it's it's you know just so, something that I think you'll only come across as as a program. But if you've ever taken a screen grab and tried to grab a window and ended up without the border, that's probably why. Lovely, thanks, Rob. So um, that is the end of Ask Amiga. Uh, now, before we finish, two things. One, I forgot to mention something earlier when I was talking about. Um, Gemini and that is there is now a Gemini version of AmigaUsers.ie so you can fire up Ami Gemini which I hope you're using if you aren't go to Aminet and get yourself a copy or go to Jekyll.ie and get a copy and when you're instead of visiting AmigaUsers.ie just put G-E-M dot Gem short for Gemini so visit Gem dot AmigaUsers.ie 
on your Gemini browser and you'll get a completely different uh, experience and version of the site. And um, at the moment, it's um, it's got the front page information. It's got some highlights of Amiga news that's going on and news from around the country, actually. Um, um, in general, as well as events that are going on in different parts of Ireland um, for the coming, uh, you know, for coming two weeks uh, for all kinds of different things. There's actually quite a bit to, to go and check out there if you want to go and have a look. So that's the first thing uh, I wanted to say. Finally, we get to talk about uh, the event Amiga Ireland. So the um, event is happening on the 20th of January. And as you are listening to this now, you can go to Eventbrite and book tickets. And the link uh, is in the show notes here. Now, the event is going to be a bit different this year. We're assuming that the latest restrictions are going to be as severe as they're going to get. There may be kind of rec travel requirements for people coming uh, from overseas, flying in, such as, you know, evidence of having passed some kind of COVID test or something like that. So if you're flying in, uh, you would just need to check that. It's the event is on in the Prince of Wales Hotel in Athlone and uh, you can get in touch with them to book accommodation too if you want to do it there if you want to book somewhere else nearby. We have a few interesting things lined up so I'm actually going to start talking about a few of those. Okay, We are going to have um, naturally some game competitions. Uh, one of them was supposed to happen in 2020, 2020 but um, there were there were technical issues and it didn't uh, it didn't work out. So we're hoping to have that there this time, which is going to involve connecting up uh, two Amigas to a projector and doing something pretty different. <laughs> um, um, our creative competition will be happening. We have a dinner on Friday night, as usual, in the uh, in the Indian restaurant. Uh, for those who choose to buy that ticket, we are going to have um, hopefully a developer interview panel with some current game developers, as well as some game speed runs. We're also going to have right, an interview. So, guys, do you remember? Yes, mm -hmm. that was yeah. a good one. So if I'm pronouncing his name properly. He started that company with the uh, former members of the... I remember the first time I saw that, I was absolutely blown away. So we're going to have a chat with him um, online, uh, virtually, like we did with uh, Volker Vertic. We haven't been able to see each other face-to-face uh, -face in about two years. So, oh, and also one last thing, on the Saturday... So I talked about the restaurant for Friday night. On Saturday, the venue itself will do a... Um, uh, what do you call those menus? A set, set price menu. And they actually have nice stuff like they have steaks, burgers, you know, uh, chicken, you know, legs of chicken and stuff like that. They've got nice, nice food like so. Um, and plenty of variety. So we'll all be well covered. Uh, so this year, above all years, come with an open mind. Um, so that's it for this episode. Until next time. Music was by... Virtual Dimensions, Banjagayoli, and Extend. And we'll see you next month. And in the meantime, take care and have a great Christmas. And yeah, do take care. And we finish out this month with Hardware Monkey by Barkbit, who came eighth place in the mod competition in 2021. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
look up the names that we might have for this dot net 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 or um heavy netting but in the end i think internet probably just safe safer <laughs>